Damn. Party. Damn. So the New Year's Eve party I went to. Yeah. Are the leaf. Are the leaf. Don't say every youngest order, but everybody knows where it's the leaf. Yeah. Um, was constantly telling on people. <laughs> this person's doing this. Okay. This person's doing this. Okay. The, and there was only one mom there. You weren't there. Right. Which I mean, is, there was more than one mom, but the way that I mom, yeah, there was only one other mom. Yeah. You were not there. I know. I was there. Yes. At this particular New Year's Eve party. <laughs> yes, I remember that I wasn't there. Okay. For sure. I mean, you weren't there. Was it the one where you weren't there. I wasn't there? Yeah. Okay. One. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now that we solved that problem. Um, so I told the leaf not to be a snitch. Yeah. <laughs> Quit snitching. Yeah. Quit it. Yes. Because eventually you're going to be upset over somebody snitching on you. Yeah. And the more you snitch on people, the worse it's going to get. Yep. And then I said... They're going to exclude you. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not going to want you to hang, hang out with yep. you. And then I said, snitches get stitches. <laughs> and everybody laughed, but she didn't understand what that meant. Nor should she. Right. She's eight. Yeah. I hope nobody's <laughs> actually stabbing my kid. Yeah, correct. I hope. I mean, 100%. If anybody stabs my kid, I'm going to stab them. Yeah, I'm going to be really upset. Yeah. I'm going to tell on you. <laughs> I'm going to tell on you. <laughs> you stab my kid I'm gonna, for snitching, I'm going to tell on you. <laughs> And then stab you. <laughs> um, fast forward to a little bit later in the party. And we're pretty strict when it comes to electronics, right? I feel like. I mean, in comparison. In comparison. We do, our kids are, what, 8 and 10? Yes. And we still don't let them have electronics. I mean, readily at any time. They have yes. to ask. ask. They have to earn it. Yes. It's, and it's not just theirs whenever. Yeah. And especially in an environment where you're hanging out at a party. With, with other them, people. With yeah. other people. Socialize. Socialize. Yep. Go play. Hang out. Be kids. And uh, all the kids were on their device. Yep. So both the tree and the leaf came up to me and said, Dad, can we go home? Why? Well. Because everybody else is. Everybody's on their device and we don't get to play. And Or they, they also asked me if they can have my phone. And I said, no. Well, then can we go home? No. Why do you want to go home? Because everybody's on their device. Yeah. And we don't get to do anything. So I said, this particular time is a time you go tell. <laughs> so you get done saying, don't tattle on your friends. My kids are bored, so I want them to tattle on their friends. Yeah. <laughs> Did it work out? Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, all the, all the other kids got in trouble for being on, on their, their devices. devices. <laughs> 
in that particular uh, space. Okay. No, I definitely see that as like your version of taking control versus my version of it. Like I would have engaged all the other kids like, okay, guys, put your devices down. Let's do this. Whereas you were like, go tell the mom that they're on their devices so that you guys can all do something else. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even think about it like that. It's okay. yeah. 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 yeah, this is the time. This is the sure. time you go tell. Sure, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so there wasn't, anyways. Maybe I'll be better at a, being a dad. Yeah, later next year. At, next year, at New Year's party. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, come in, listen, enjoy. It's time for shut up. I love you. <laughs> By DNR. Uh, thank you so much for finding us. <laughs> You just skipped right over it. Like, yeah. I was really trying to be sincere with, I love you. Yeah. I, I love you. I know you do. Yeah. I mean, I love you. I said that very Christopher Walken. Like. Thank you so much for finding us. <laughs> this show is about uh, DMB, not about DMB today. Not I at mean, all. there's we did, a little bit of DMB. I mean, we did a lot of DMB last week. Okay, yeah, so, but uh, that's kind th- of our this, thing. Yeah, but this particular show, we're going to talk about life. We also like to talk about life. And oh, so much life. <laughs> and us. All of us. So much uh, us. <laughs> um, uh, my name is David. I put the DND in R, and this is Rachel. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning, David. So we're back in studio together. At the right time. And you're not going to ask? What do you mean? You always say. Oh, how was your week? Really shitty. The (laughs) shittiest week of my life. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah, no, just because I wanted to say that. (laughs) Like the shittiest week of my life. Yeah, probably. But we'll get into that. (laughs) Um, My name is David. I put the D&D in. Wait a minute. I said that. No, it's okay. No, you haven't. And you have, but, um, you haven't for a while. Yes. No, I haven't. I'm really sorry. That's okay. I know. And, um. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> thank you, friends. Thank you so much for finding us. We're, uh, still a little discombobulated. Yeah. It's going to be a while. Yeah. So, um, a couple things. One, uh, thank you for hanging out with us. We, c- we cannot say thank you enough. Um, please find us anywhere you download podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. <laughs> um, uh, please rate, review, subscribe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, I was going to say how, how genuinely grateful I am that you're spending your time with us. Yeah, we are super grateful. We cannot say that enough and and we'll get into the friends part here in a minute um i just wanted to give everyone a warning right there's a my insistence <laughs> i am telling david this episode comes with the trigger warning there is a little bit of a warning here we talk about life and real life and things that are happening and hopefully things that are happening to you and to us and to all of us all around us um this particular week um we had a very significant death in our family and we would like to talk about it and um it involves a parent and somebody that was very close to us. And um, 
we just wanted to make sure that it's out in the open, that we are going to openly talk about things that might be upsetting and um, disappointing. And we just wanted to give you the opportunity right now to, to not listen. To not listen. This is like the one time we're going to say, if you don't, if you don't want to listen, don't. Yeah. And that's okay. It's and okay. We, and we're grateful that you spent whatever time you are with us right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, and I did like the first thing I wanted to say was one, how grateful we are uh, from our community, from our friends, our fan base, uh, yuck, then I don't like that word. Uh, all of our friends that are out there hanging out with us every week and having this conversation. Um, we kind of put it out as we were having a rough time, and we are, and we're still having a rough time. It's been uh, a couple weeks removed now. Not quite. Not not quite. It's just over one. I mean, by the time people will listen to this, it'll be at least two. Yeah. Um, but it's a fresh wound for us. Very fresh. And um, it's real. And um, it's part of... I guess that's what I keep telling everybody. Um, is it's part of life. You know, it's stuff that we all have to deal with. No matter how... Yeah, uh, this is uh, something everybody has to deal with at yeah. one point. At one point in time, everybody will have to deal with it. And um, it's never, it's not fun. There's no, there's no way around it. There's no, but it's, it's real, I guess. It's, it's part of, I don't want to say growing up, but. Uh, no, not necessarily growing. It's just part of life. Yeah. It's part of the process. You can't stop it. Yeah. I don't want to stop. Uh, yes. Um, Rachel's mother, Sue, passed away a couple few days ago. Um, I will start because Sue was... I have known Sue longer than I've known my wife. <laughs> not, not a lot longer. I mean, a little bit longer. I've known her longer than I've known you. Yeah, but I've known her longer than you. <laughs> Semantics. <laughs> um, <laughs> she is the reason why you are here. Yeah. Yeah. She is the reason I get to kiss my daughters goodnight in the evening. She is the reason, I mean, quite frankly, why I decided to buck up and be a good man and take charge of my surroundings. Um, quite frankly, I, I think I would have been a lifetime confirmed bachelor if it wasn't for you. I don't know that I would have found myself marrying anyone else. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I met you, and you, uh, I met you. <laughs> My succubus skills. <laughs> I met you through your mom. Yeah. My um, mom set us up. <laughs> 
How she, many people nowadays say that? Yeah, set us up. She said, "I like okay." So I worked with your mom. Your mom. <laughs> I worked with your mom, and she would have this this teenage girl. I and mean, I was nineteen. In my defense, I was twenty one. I was so, eighteen. <laughs> and um. She would have this girl come with her or come to lunch and I would peek out the window and I'd be like, hey, hey, Sue, who are you going to lunch with? Huh? Hey? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> and uh, she's like, that's my daughter. Hands off. And then I'm like, come on, do you want to let me date your daughter? And she's like, well, if you really want to, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Little did she know. <laughs> So, um, the one she tells you, that Hey, there's this guy I work with that wants to ask you out. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so we go to lunch. I, I was in college and where, where mom worked in comparison to where I was going to college was just straight up one highway. It mm. was a very convenient drive. So anytime that I had lunch off, um, we would meet for lunch in the town where she worked. I would usually pick her up and we would go to lunch and come back. So yes, she would see me get out or whatever it would be. Um, in her version, there was you and two gentlemen with the same first name. Yes, correct. Would all stand in another guy's corner office and watch out the blinds. Yes. As I would get in and out of my car. Yes. And, and you, I would come in and get mom for lunch, and then we would go out and have you lunch. You always wore and, them little short shorts. I mean, they were my shorts. <laughs> they were your little sister shorts. They were my shorts. <laughs> they were the shorts that I was wearing. I was 18. <laughs> so we, you know, this guy wants to take you out. I don't know who this guy is. I mean, that just sounds creepy. So we went to lunch, the three of us. Yeah, all three of us went to lunch. Me. On like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something. Some random day. Yeah. And then she you said. And your mom went to lunch. Yeah. The first time I sat down to have food with you was with your mother. Yes. And then she said, yeah, he's going to ask you out for Friday night. He said he, he's going to ask you out Friday night. So I didn't make plans. So uh -huh. we go to lunch on Friday. The three of us. Mm -hmm. And you didn't ask me out again. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, so we get back to the office. Mm -hmm. You get out of the car to go have a cigarette with your buddies. Okay. And I'm like, Mom, what the heck? Your dude just dropped the ball. And she's <laughs> like, I don't know. He said he was going to ask you out. I'm like, well, I didn't make plans. This is messed up. So I walked up to you and I was like, are we going out or not? Yeah, you did. I did. <laughs> And you said, well, yeah, I just didn't want to ask you out in front of your mom. Yeah, it felt a little bit weird. No, I get that. But now that you know my mom, like <laughs> once you I... got to know my mom better, like yeah. it's absolutely no big deal. Absolutely. Right. But at no the time, like yeah. she was just your coworker. Mm -hmm. You weren't friends with her the way that yeah. you developed. And, and ultimately, I had ulterior motives. Yeah, you wanted uh, to sleep with me. I wanted to sleep with their daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, just so you know, we did not sleep together on the first date. Yes, we did. No. No, we did not. Yes, we did not. 
we slept together on the second date. <laughs> um, but 19 years later, you're still here. Yeah. Yeah. And I owe that to her. Yeah. Um. And she knows that story. Yes. <laughs> she does. Um. She was a very special lady for me. Um, she always challenged me to be my best. She, um, she was very open and honest with me. There was a mutual level of respect, but she always challenged me to make sure that I was doing the right thing. Um, she told me when I was wrong <laughs> all the time, a lot. <laughs> yeah, she was good at that. <laughs> But she applauded me when I was right. And um, she gave me a parent that I didn't know I needed. So I'm, I'm grateful for that time I got to spend with her. Um, just so everybody understands... Um, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. my mom got the results from a biopsy that said that she had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma mm -hmm. type B. Yes. And, uh, her doctor was very hopeful. I mean, we all left Thanksgiving with high hopes. Yeah. I mean, you need to. Yeah. We all, like, she's going to go through some chemo. They had a treatment plan for her. Yeah. I everybody mean, everybody we knows what cancer is. Everybody knows that cancer sucks, but people fight cancer and people beat cancer all the time. I mean, there's billboards about it. Yes. Um, a week after Thanksgiving, she had her first chemo treatment. Yeah. Um, everybody was still in good spirits after that. I mean, that first few days were great. Yes. Her, uh, she had, with lymphoma, like, two, I mean, multiple of her lymph nodes were swollen with cancer cells. Mm -hmm. um, but the doctor said that with the treatment that she was getting, mm -hmm. the chemo would take care of that. And those, what looked like tumors, would go away. And, uh... They did. Yeah, they did. That um, first yeah. few days. Like, it was amazing how quickly the swelling went down and how quickly things were clearing up. I mean, a day, two days. Yeah, we were... They were looking great. Very hopeful after that. Um, and then very quickly, um, her body started deteriorating. Things yeah. started going wrong. Yeah, a week, a week after the first chemo. It wasn't even... Uh, she went into the hospital. Right. It was less than a week later. She was in the hospital. And uh, a few days after that, her lungs were in such bad repair mm. that they said the best course of treatment would be to sedate and intubate. Mm -hmm. And um, we gave the okay to do that because mom was on a lot of pain pills and not fully understanding. Well, not it wasn't pain pills, but pain medicine. And having a few hallucinations, not fully understanding what was going on. And uh, we were hoping mm -hmm. that 
you know, a couple days and get her lungs cleared up, whatever was going on there. We thought initially it was pneumonia. It was not pneumonia. And then wake her up. And when it came time to wake her up, she didn't. Mm -hmm. So about a, a week before Christmas, they went to wake her up and uh, she didn't wake up. We, she was still alive. Yeah, we tested this and we checked that and we did all the things that you do and we treated and we... I really believe that we did everything we could do. Yes. And... Um, I personally was not there. I was... Um, you physically weren't in the hospital. Yes. You were with our children. Yeah. Doing a very important job. Well, um, no, I'm not getting to that. So, like, the week when she was under, okay. I had a trip, a work trip. I took a, yeah. I took a work trip. But we, we thought everything was going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, it was scary, but... Yeah, yeah we thought she's going to get out of this, and, you know, you know we're going to have to reevaluate the, the thing, but, you know. Um, so I left on my trip, and you guys went... Tuesday. We went to my mom's. Yeah, we went, went to, to City, City Minor. Yeah. And uh, a lot of family came in so that I could be at the hospital with my mom and my sister. Hmm. Um, aunts and uncles were taking care of my kids because you were out of town. Yes. And we were assessing the situation at that point. Mm -hmm. um, running tests and finding out what was going on. And... Uh, I was still very hopeful at that yeah. moment. I mean, like, it, I, when I you we were, were out of town, she was just still sedated. We were still getting her lungs under control. Mm -hmm. And once we found out that um, there was no outside bacteria or virus causing this issue, it was a reaction from the chemo. Mm -hmm. um, her lungs cleared up. So, okay, her lungs are clearing up. It's time to wake her up, take her off the sedation so that she can wake up and take the ventilation tubes out. Yeah. Um, that's when you came back from yes. your trip. Yeah. Um, so she didn't wake up. Mm. And then there's, oh, this might be an issue. This might be an issue. So we're running tests and we're treating a couple things. And when those things were done and she still didn't wake up, that's when you came to be with us. Yes. That was the, that phone call you made to me. That was the first real moment for me. The, the phone call you said, David, I need you here now. That's the first time... I cried. Like, that's the first time the emotion smacked me in the face. Where the thought of losing this person that was very important to me, let alone to you, was the realest it had ever been until that moment. It was a real possibility at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, when I went to, I rushed out of the house. Yeah. 
and left every single light on in the house. It's okay. I tried to pack. May or may not have left the refrigerator (laughs) open. Yeah. Um, I tried to pack as much stuff as I could possibly remember. I was worried about all the stuff more than I was worried about the house. I think I left every single water running, the oven <laughs> on, the dishwasher running, the refrigerator open. I didn't left it all. Then I stopped at the neighbor's house and I asked them to, will you take care of our house? I got to go. And that's when like, I broke down for the first time. And I... Um, I couldn't keep it together. I, uh, the realness of the situation had just smacked me in the face. Or I feel like you had been living it for a week. A week. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first time it, like, wow, this, this is a, because up to that point, I was, we were going to make it. Like, she was going to, like it never even crossed my mind so um from there we i showed up and i started taking care of my children you were taking care of all of us yes cleaning the house picking up washing dishes making food um your mom was not responsive. Yeah, she she never woke up. So she wasn't, You from what you told me, she wasn't there. Right. She wasn't. I mean, it's hard to know. It's It gets very uh, moral and uh, biblical and um, philosophical of, you know, when the person is not a person and it's just a body and all the things. I don't know. And there, there were quite a few moments being with her that I felt like, well, that's not even her. That's, that's just a body. That's the body that my mom used for years, but that's not her. Mm. But then there would be some little something and, you couldn't help but grasp that hope that that was her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, it, um, so I chose to, um, be with your mom in a different way. I chose to make her cookies for Christmas. I chose to make her bread. I chose to stay... Um, behind her stove and wash her dishes and look at her plants and stare at her paintings um, and be in her house. That's what um, I chose as my tribute, um, my contribution to what was happening. Um, Also, I wanted to give my children a level of um normalcy normalcy yeah i mean it was christmas yeah it just so happened to fall at christmas time yeah and as of this moment both of our children still believe in santa claus yes and santa claus doesn't stop for cancer or a sick grandma yeah santa claus still comes and santa claus still gives you hope 
and uh, it was important to me that we kept that mm. as much as I didn't want to. Mm. It was important. Yes. Um, those, but part of that, um, part of her would want that to happen. Oh, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And part of the, the, the magic that is Santa Claus is a little bit spiritual, is a little bit of, um, her being there with us. Yeah. You know, um... I had to, Christmas Eve, I think it was, I had to have the conversation with the girls. No. It was the day after Christmas. It was the day, it was, no, I think it was Christmas Day, because that's when we went to, to give the okay mm-hmm. to turn off the machines. Um, that was the hardest conversation I could ever have with my children at that moment. I know you couldn't have done it. There's no way you could have done it. And it's not that I, like, I just took it on. I was like, this is my job now. This is mine. Um. Thank you. (laughs) I had to tell them that Grandma wasn't coming home. For the first time, I had to tell them Grandma wasn't coming home. You want to you wanna give them as much hope as possible. Yes. But we talked about the reality of things. Mm. But we hadn't used the word death yet. Yes. And that that was the first conversation I had with them. Where it was real. And, of course, I mean, uh, they cried and cried and cried. Yeah. And I let them, and I encouraged them to, to let it out. We're, we're definitely people who believe in feeling your emotions. Yeah. To cry as much as you need to cry. Um... And don't stop that. And then, um, it was a level of crying that was uncontrollable. And I'm sure you've had that many of a time. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but I hyperventilated. Mm-hmm. Did you pass out? No, I was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I was in a hospital. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, uh, we asked, she was, mom had been in the ICU for days and, uh, after that conversation with the doctor, we asked, there's, there's three of us. I've talked about my sister and my brother. I just want to make sure friends that you understand there's three of us. Um, I'm the oldest. My sister's three and a half years younger than me. And my brother's another three and a half years younger than her. So seven years in between my brother and I. And uh, he stepped out and we, or no, he wasn't there because he had spent the night there. He hadn't come back to the hospital yet, but he had given his okay. And 
we asked the doctors if we could shut the door, which is usually frowned upon in the ICU. They want to have quick and clean access to their patients. And at that point, we all knew that it would be okay. Um, so we shut the door. And my sister and I just cried. And that's okay. I know. And I hyperventilated for the first time in my life. <laughs> and that sucked. But here I was standing behind a hospital door with my head in between my knees. <laughs> trying not to pass out. Telling my sister it was going to be okay. <laughs> As I'm a melting mess. <laughs> and, uh. I caught my breath and we hugged and we stood up and we agreed we got this. So two days after Christmas, Grandma passed. Three. Three days after Christmas. Yeah, on uh, on the 27th, we pulled the ventilator tube out. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I, I knew there was no way at that point. You hold on to that little bit of hope. There's just something holding her back when with the tube in. And once the tube came out, I knew there's 100% nothing left of my mother. And uh, it was about 12 hours later, her heart gave out. Which was expected. Mm. My sister was there. It was at 4.30 in the morning. My brother and I both opted to uh, go home and try to sleep. You yeah. don't sleep. I haven't slept for days. Yeah. Um, so it was six weeks from the time that she was diagnosed to her passing. Yes. And... Uh, there's so many blessings in our life. Yes. She doesn't have to go through chemo and radiation for two years and be yeah. sick all the time. Yes. And she was happy up until the end. And yeah. uh, she knew we all loved her. Yeah. It was definitely shocking of how fast it happened. So fast. And, um... From the time we left Thanksgiving to Christmas. <laughs> she, uh, when she very first went to the hospital, it was because of severe abdominal, abdominal <laughs> pain because of constipation. She was on a whole lot of new medication and she was backed up. And she went into the emergency room and they admitted her and they put her on laxatives and they gave her two enemas and she started clearing out and things were looking better. But it had been a day and a half and my mom wasn't answering my phone calls. So the one time she finally answered, she said, hey, I'm in the hospital. It's nothing to be worried about. I just have constipation. You don't have to rush over and see me. And I said, Mom, I love you. 
I'm not driving to see you just because you're full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that was the last conversation I had with my mom. (laughs) (laughs) So two days after Grandma Sue passed away, um, her dog passed away. Yeah. Her dog was old. He had congestive heart failure. He was an asshole. <laughs> he was a curmudgy old man. <laughs> he was a curmudgy old dog. She loved that, him and he loved her and that was it. <laughs> so for three weeks, two weeks, that dog he had was been miserable. Looking he looked for, for her everywhere. Yeah, he kept looking and kept looking. And we just kept feeding him and petting him and he was sleeping with me at night. Yeah, and he'd sleep during the day and... Um, he, uh, he came out late one morning and just started coughing a whole bunch. And, uh, I think he had a heart attack just right, right there in the middle of the floor. Um, I've been telling everybody he died of a broken heart. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, that's what it was. It's weird. Very serendipitous of how... Or when? No, I mean, I have heard of these things happening. I've never personally experienced it. Yes. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was bittersweet mm-hmm. because no one was going to love him the way she loved him. Yeah. And because, because he did die when and where he did, he got to be buried on his property next to his brother that had died years earlier. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whatever. They get to be together yes. in the afterlife. So here's a moment now, again, within days apart from when I had the conversation with my, my daughters before <laughs> about Grandma. And now <laughs> I have to Grandma's have, dog. And now I have to have the conversation with them again. I just <laughs> avoided. I just didn't bring it up. In, like, I I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> in, um, the the tree looked at me and she's like, Dad, nobody liked that dog anyways. <laughs> in the leaf, and here was the very eye-opening moment for me. It was the very, it was the moment where I was like, whoa, I need to change my daughter's perspective, I guess. She goes, Dad... I just don't have any more tears left to cry. She was... She was uh, exhausted. She was emotionally exhausted. Yeah. Eight-year-old. The level of emotion in the house was palatable. You could feel it in the air. You could feel it when in conversations. We would laugh. We would try to make each other laugh. Um... And we, we try to think that we're funny people and we're always joking and sarcasm and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was less than 24 hours. Yeah. And I, I don't even know what I said, but all I know is my brother's reaction was, your mom. <laughs> like, really, dude? She's your mom, too. <laughs> Let's give it a sec. <laughs> but, I mean, that's our family. And... We feel we feel all of our emotions, the good ones and the bad ones, the laughter and the sorrow. Yes. And 
I'm not going to stop the sarcasm just because my mom passed away. It's still going to be there. And I'm okay with it. And she would have been okay with it. Yes. Um, I decided at that moment I should take my daughters out of that place. Do something happy. Do something happy. So we left City Minor and we came back to City Major. And went to a New Year's Eve party. Yeah. I mean, there were things at the house that we needed. There had been a holiday celebration where presents were given. So there was things that needed to come back to the house anyway. There was more stuff to come home than what we had gone Hmm. to there with. So let's, you know, take a bulk of it now. Give the kids a couple days of normalcy. Whatever, then, whatever that is. Yeah. And then back to it for a memorial service. <laughs> yeah. So the memorial service was not a... It was pr- not traditional. It was not a traditional memorial service. There was... Um, it was there was no standing in line. There was no viewing. There was a table set up with some pictures. Um, there was a podium on a dance floor. <laughs> yeah. So we actually we rented a banquet hall. Yes. Um, in the town where my mom lived, yeah. and uh, we had everybody come there for, um, what did we call it? We called it. I mean. So whatever, you call it a celebration of life. But um, we said for fellowship and camaraderie. I don't remember what we said now. It's not important. Yeah, it's not important. It was just, um, it was different, but it was a little bit cool. The fact that like every, we all stood up. And said words about no. not everybody. No. There were people that stood up and said words. <laughs> yeah. Some people couldn't stand up and say words. I won't mention anybody's name. <laughs> Somebody, some people can't talk about it still <laughs> without becoming a puddle on the floor. <laughs> I mean, you're doing not too bad. Yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> um, it was still... Um, an emotional event and there were still feelings that were there to be had. Um, and uh, it was definitely much more positive and uplifting than any other type of service I have been to. Yes. Which is what my mom would have wanted. We were just striving so much towards what she would have wanted. Yes. Without having said the words. Yeah. But we weren't like doing shots off each other's Oh belly. no, there was zero alcohol. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I But there was a disco ball. But we never turned it on <laughs> while people were there. We did turn it on at the end of the night for the kids after everyone had left. <laughs> and we were cleaning and let the kids play under the disco ball. Um but uh I, that was the first time I like my daughter wanted to go up on stage and I was like I told you I would say some words. I didn't have anything written down. I didn't have a speech prepared. Um 
I just knew I was going to go up and be grateful. Because I am. I am grateful for meeting her. And, you know, all the things I said at the beginning of the episode. You know? Yeah, yeah, all that BS. <laughs> um, it's not worth repeating. <laughs> Rewind like 30 minutes. <laughs> um, but I went up with, in my head... All I could kept saying to myself is, David, you got to be funny. David, you got to be funny. David, you got to be funny. And I don't know why that I, I didn't feel like I was allowed to cry. And I was. And I, did, and I knew I was. And I knew I was allowed to. But at that moment, I wanted to be strong for everyone else there. Your, <sighs> your job was to make everybody laugh. Yeah, that was my task. That, yeah. I mean, and I accomplished that. I mean, I was the funniest one. Oh, agreed. <laughs> agreed. I, uh, my daughter wanted to come up with me. She knew I was coming up, so the, the leaf wanted mm -hmm. went up and stood with me. I she, don't think she said a single word. She didn't want to. Yeah. I kept asking her, do you want to say something? And nope. she just, no. She just wanted to stand right beside me yep. while I was talking. Yeah. Um, my first joke wasn't really. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really a joke. <laughs> it was a threat. <laughs> I told everybody, me and my daughter was going to do, I'm studying. Five minutes of improv. <laughs> <laughs> like I heard everybody go <laughs> I told everybody I was going to do five minutes of comedy improv <laughs> improvised comedy <laughs> with me and my kid <laughs> that is not what happened you guys nobody needs to be yelling right now you don't have to be yelling at this yeah. podcast <laughs> he did to... not mm. but he he made a couple jokes and he told a couple stories yeah and it was nice it was nice um so i i guess the part i wanted to say is why do we feel obligated not obligated to um feel like we need to be strong for people when those items come. Well, um, mom, you are crying or are bawling and you are uncontrollably bawling to the type of crying that you can't fix. Like it just needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And um, our daughters come to me, well, we need to be strong for mom. No. No, you don't. You don't need to be strong. You need to feel you need to touch those emotions you need to dance on those emotions you need to jump up and down on those emotions um and that's the only way you can get past them i guess i don't know yeah um the the if you feel your feelings uh -huh. Then you can move on. Yeah. You don't get stuck. You don't dwell. You don't uh, think about what, what ifs. ifs. Yeah. 
Um, but our society is weird. Like, I don't want to say weird, but our society is very, oh, I got to be strong in this moment. I got to be strong for other people. I got to be strong because everybody else is expecting me to be strong. No, nobody is expecting you to be strong in those moments. Um, those moments, everybody is expecting you to be real. Somebody said to me, uh, if you get out of bed and brush your teeth, like not even a shower requirement. If you get out of bread, bed and you brush your teeth to me, like they were saying this to me, then you did it. You got through that day. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I mean, every day I got out of bed and I brushed my teeth. Okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> And it's okay for me to go back to bed. And it's okay to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you were great. You did all the things that you needed to do. Um, you made mention this was the hardest thing that you've ever done. It is. Um, I can probably agree with you on that. <laughs> It was a trying time for our family, and our lives have changed forever. What we knew as our normal is now unnormal. Um, I think that's going to be the hardest for me, and is the time to come when. Yeah, everything's changed. Mm-hmm. In. I mean, I don't want to say my mom was the foundation of our family. I mean, we're still going to be a family and we're still going to go on. But, I mean, she was just so full of life and everybody gravitated to her. Mm. And she was a fan of the Dave Matthews family. (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, um... It wasn't even you. It was someone else (laughs) at her service that said the band's lost their number one fan. Mm. And it was just funny to me that someone not even from the family knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was that prevalent. Yeah, but then I thought to myself, well, I'm not, it's not my funeral. Yeah. No. She, I'd been to many concerts with her. Um, she loved going. She loved the party. She loved hanging out with us. Um, and her presence at those shows will be missed. Yeah. And damn you, Dave Matthews, for making so, uh, so much <laughs> touching lyrics. Yeah, I can't even listen to the music right now. <laughs> It brings me down too much. Even the love songs. <laughs> I can't even do it. I just can't. Yeah. I uh, I was driving back to City Minor after New Year's Eve. Um, driving back and, and the girls let me listen to Dave Matthews. And the whole time I'm like bawling. And they're just crying my eyes out in the front seat. And they're in the back seat so they can't see me. And they're just singing along. Beep hopping. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm just crying. I'm just crying, crying, crying. So uh one one last thing, friends, and uh we're we're so grateful that you you hung out with us for this one. This is um we needed this. It's this is more for us. Uh and we hope you we helped you a little bit along the way. Um why do and I I guess I know the answer. I know the answer to the question. However, I wanted to bring it up because I don't know it helped. Somebody was, I was talking with somebody, and they were consoling me. Uh, trying to like, yeah, you know, this sucks, it's the worst time, blah, blah. And the first time, thing they go through is, I mean, we're living this, we're, this is our right now. This is our day to day. Right. Okay. Um, this person try. Uh, I don't want to say tries to, but they they yes they tried to relate by. Oh well, we ha I had this person pass away in my life, and I had this person pass away in my life when I was this age. It became not a competition, but it was like a level of trying to relate. They yeah. were trying to relate to us. Oh, and I just know what you're going through. I, my my grandparents passed away when I was eight years old. And that's sad. And I'm sorry. Yes. But the relationship that you had with your grandparents was yours. Yes. The relationship I have with my mom is not like anything you know. You have a relationship with your mom, but it's not the same as my relationship with my mom. Yeah, but the the same love is there. I understand. The same emotion, the same feelings are there. I agree. I agree that yeah. it's a tragedy. Yes. I agree that, in yeah, that the stupid phrase, "I'm sorry for your loss." Yeah. It's. I don't know. It just became so, um, it, it almost became anti-sympathy because that's what everybody says and that's what's polite. Yeah. And you know, yeah, that I know that I have said it in the past. Yeah. It just, it lost its meaning on me. Yeah. I wanted somebody to tell me, fuck that fucking sucks I'd hate to be you right now because life just caught up with you yeah that actually did happen to me <laughs> I uh I I uh for for weeks I didn't tell anybody because I didn't know what was going on I mean the those those uh friendships where you, you know, whatever your high school friend that you only talk to, you know, once every three yeah. months anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to like call you to tell you, Hey, by the way, just so you know, my mom got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. You know, like just the next time I talk to you is when we'll talk about this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it just came on so quick and it happened so devastatingly. And I had to call my friend and I 
it, I mean, it's New Year's Day. Uh-huh. And uh, not uncommon for me to give her a call on New Year's Day, you know. So, hey, how's it going? Hey, good. What are you doing? Oh, I'm hanging out at my parents' house. The kids are all playing. Okay. Well, do you got a second to talk? Because my mom just passed away. And she goes, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, what? yeah, what reaction do you have? That one. Yeah. Uh, so we, we talked for a few minutes, and I cried and blubbered. And uh, she came to the service, and it was... I don't, I, ironic, I guess, I don't know, like, people come in and, uh, you meet coworkers and you see friends of your parents that they, you know, she hadn't seen in, well, I knew, but like, she hadn't seen him in 30 years, you know, that just devastation of nostalgia and all the things. And then that friend walked in and I, and I broke down. Uh-huh. Like I, I had been teary eyed and, you know, thank yous and I'm sorry too. And then she walked in and I just cried and it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay. okay. It's, I mean, in all of the moments, that is when you're allowed to just stop and cry and do nothing else <laughs> <laughs> is when a family member dies, when your best friend dies, you know, uh-huh. it's okay that you're. Not doing anything. That's okay. Yeah. It's not okay for months. <laughs> life keeps happening. You you should keep living your life. That's what they would want. Yeah. But it's okay for days. Yeah. So that's part of what we're trying to do today. Is keep living. Keep yeah. going on with our day to day. Today was actually the first day back in the normal routine of life. And what... I know is my normal life and get up and get the kids to school and then go to work and then get the kids home from school and make dinner. Yeah. Piano and dancing and dinner and now sit down and do a podcast. (laughs) And I mean, I wanted to do this because I couldn't talk at the service Uh and I don't regret that. That's not it, but. I want to be able to get these feelings out so I can keep moving forward. Mm. So, yeah, friends, I don't want to diminish what you felt when, whenever you had um, a loss. A loss. Uh, that's that wasn't what I was trying to say. It was just um, what you felt in that moment. You, it, it just would have felt and maybe this is us maybe it's just us going we would we would want your which we got a lot of condolences oh and, yeah and i'm so grateful the yes. i mean the amount okay. of love that got poured out to us was overwhelming thank yes. you yes it really was and we had a lot of friends reach out and cards and sympathies and kind words and all of those things so and i'm grateful yes we are. i don't want you to think i'm not you're so fucking grateful <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah mm. the when the time comes around and you have you have to go through the part of life where you lose somebody that you just love so much <laughs> 
I'm so sorry for when that happens. Mm. I mean, it really sucks. It really sucks. And I wish it didn't have to happen. Mm. But it's part of life. Mm. It just really sucks. No matter who it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank, thank you. We, wow. Thank you, friends. Thank you for, if you are still here with us, thank you. We, we just cannot. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> thank you for letting us vent. Thank you for being an ear. Thank you for, <coughs> when we needed a shoulder to cry on, friends, you were there for us. So, thank you. It, um, and it means a lot to us. Um, Every, you know what? Wait, I do want to say one thing. Everybody kept asking, what can they do for me? What can they do for me? And just give me a hug. That's all I wanted. <laughs> just hug your friends. Yes. <laughs> um... Thank you. We just cannot. Um, please try three other episodes besides <laughs> this one. <laughs> Do, don't recommend this one to anybody. Don't tell anyone. Shh, don't tell anyone this about this This is our this little one. secret. This one will never, you should never listen to this one again. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, though, is that normally... You do the editing, mm -hmm. so you have to listen to it again. I usually listen to it like three times. Yeah, but then you listen to it a second time to see if you missed any yeah. editing, and then you listen to it a third time for like the polished copy. Yeah. I have a feeling you're going to cry every time you listen to it. <laughs> I hope. I cannot wait. <laughs> Just bring a couple of bottles of waters with you. It's going to be so Dehydration awesome. is for real this episode. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, please try three other ones. Um, friends tell friends. We Nothing helps us grow our audience more, but just don't tell them about this one. And um, we want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for rating and reviewing and subscribing. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, um, I want to take a moment and say thank you. Thank you to Team Tech and Team Sound and Team Music and for doing all the things that you do so we can do the things that we do. And um, thank you to Sue. We miss you. We love you. And um, what we wouldn't get for one more minute. Um, and thank you to Rachel. Thank you, David. That was pathetic. We love all our friends. And that means you. And we hope you enjoy <laughs> all the other podcasts, too. <laughs> Don't believe anything we say. There was zero bullshit today. Because we'll do us. And you 